0: This is Episode 5. I'm so glad you're here. I start with James Nestor. Scientists discovered that our capacity to breathe has changed through the long process of human evolution, and that the way we breathe has gotten markedly worse since the dawn of the Industrial Age. They discovered that 90% of us, very likely me, you, and almost everyone you know, is breathing incorrectly, and that this failure is either causing or aggravating a laundry list of chronic diseases. Now, I know that sounds bleak, but he also says that on an inspiring note, some of these researchers were also showing that the modern-day maladies, asthma, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, and more, could be reduced or reversed simply by changing the way We inhale and exhale. Welcome to the Breathe Better podcast. I'm your host, Sienna Smith. I'm a certified yoga therapist and teacher for two decades. One thing I've learned in my years as a teacher is people don't often change unless they are forced by something, and that something is usually suffering. People don't start getting interested in breathing until they have suffered in life, either a serious health issue, an accident, an illness, or a crisis of some sort. I'm curious where you, my listeners, are at. What has perked your interest in the healing powers of breathing? Visit my website, SienaSmith.com, and join my email list so we can connect. Drop me an email at Siena at SienaSmith.com and let me know how I can support you in breathing better. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about dysfunctional breathing, what it is, and that means we also have to talk about what is normal breathing. And I'd like you to take this dysfunctional breathing test, use this as a self-reflection tool, and see what you might be doing that is causing dysfunctional breathing patterns and how you can start to repattern those in your own body and mind. Then we'll learn some interesting facts about dysfunctional breathing and proper breathing. And then we'll go into a practice that can really start helping you to breathe better. So the first thing I wanna do today is compare normal breathing to abnormal breathing. And you can check your own breathing while you're doing this. Normal breathing is defined as a standard tidal volume of air that we take in and at a regular standard respiratory rate for an individual. So how much air you're taking in and how often you are breathing during a course of one minute. That's called breaths per minute. Breathing has a consistent fluid and regular pattern. Okay. That's normal breathing. Abnormal breathing is less than optimal air intake irregular respiratory rate, and the breathing is inconsistent, choppy, and often shallow. Here's the dysfunctional breathing test. Are you ready? See how many of these things you do. Number one, breathing through the mouth. And what about when you sleep? Two, an audible breath, where you actually hear your breath during rest. Three, sighing regularly. What about when you're checking your email or on a stressful phone call? Number four, regular sniffing. When I think of that, I think of nasal drip and just sniffing a quick burst of air through the nose. Number five, taking large breaths prior to talking. So, sucking in a lot of air through the mouth just before you start talking. Number six, yawning with big breaths. When I think of this one, I think of when I'm tired or fatigued, I'll start to take big breaths like a yawn. Number seven, upper chest movements. So think of shoulders lifting as you inhale or using these secondary breathing muscles like your neck and shoulders and your chest to breathe. And finally, number eight, lots of visible movement while you breathe. So this is like big movements in the upper body when you take an inhale and when you take an exhale. So now I want you to visualize and imagine this, a normal breathing pattern compared to a dysfunctional breathing pattern. Really take a moment to get into this and see which one is more like the one that you're doing normal breathing at rest will look something like this. Inhale, soft, slow, smooth, and even. Exhale, soft, slow, smooth, and even. Maybe a slight pause after the exhale. Think of ocean waves coming onto the shore at basically the same height, interval, and rate. And you're taking in just enough air Not too much. Now compare that with dysfunctional breathing, which would look more like this. Sigh, inhale, short, choppy, shallow. Exhale, brief, weak, maybe with tight chest, shoulders, and belly holding. Quick, jumpy, startup inhale, maybe sniffing or yawning on occasion. It's irregular broken up by random breath holding, alternating with sucking in air through the mouth or sniffing through the nose. Most likely, if you really look at it closely, you're going to see that there are more dysfunctional breathing habits than there are normal breathing habits. And that's because a lot of us, you know, we're breathing unconsciously, and these are unconscious breathing patterns, and we're just not even paying attention It just hasn't been on our radar for so long. In the late 1940s, Dr. Buteko, a well-known doctor from Russia, discovered that sick people have different breathing patterns than well people. He observed the breathing patterns of hundreds of patients and documented the difference between how they were breathing. Sick patients, they all took up way too much air and had a higher number of breaths per minute. So he went on to develop breathing methods that help cure people of many diseases. And by 1967, over 1,000 patients with asthma and other illnesses fully recovered from their conditions using breathing techniques. Pretty amazing. Here's an interesting comparison of what is currently considered normal breathing and compare it to those with asthma and sleep apnea. So normal breathing volume at rest is about four to six liters per minute, and good breathing rate is around 10 to 12 breaths per minute. People with asthma or sleep apnea, they take in about 15 liters per minute, and they breathe about 18 to 28 breaths per minute. This is a huge difference. This is a tripling of the amount of air and the number of breaths per minute that's a lot. That's a big difference. And this leads me to a common breathing dysfunction called hyperventilation. And believe it or not, a lot of us are actually doing this. When you breathe faster than your body needs, and you take in too much air, then that means we're getting rid of too much carbon dioxide. I'm going to go into this more in future episodes. But for our sake now, Just know that hyperventilation, it throws off the CO2-O2 ratio in our blood, and that's not a good thing. It can be caused by things like anxiety and asthma and stress, and it can make us feel dizzy and weak and confused. Imagine being able to get rid of those kinds of symptoms simply by changing your breathing habits. So what causes dysfunctional breathing? Here's a few things that are really important to look at. Number one, eating processed foods and overeating. That causes us to breathe differently. Lack of exercise is number two. So if we're not exercising, we're not getting that respiratory exercise and using that breath work during our exercise to reinforce proper breathing habits. Number three, excessive talking, especially while projecting one's voice. Number four, stress and anxiety. Of course, that impacts our breathing. Somatically, when we're sensing stress and anxiety, or we're having a fearful response to something we're going through, that is absolutely going to change how we breathe. And if we're under stress, a large part, period of time, that could actually permanently change our breathing pattern unless we come back and repattern it. Number five is a belief that it's good to take a deep breath. Because a lot of people when they take a quote unquote, deep breath, they're sucking air through their mouth and chest breathing instead. Number six, if you have an elevated temperature inside your home, this causes us to want to pant to dissipate some of the heat. Number seven, asthma, which causes the airways to narrow, and this is really increasing our breathing rate. Number eight is genetic predisposition and family habits. Now, I think of those two kind of going together, because if you grew up seeing your mom or dad uh, breathing improperly, which likely you did then we copy our parents. That's just how we survive. We copy what the people around us are doing. So if they were breathing improperly, then we pattern our breath just like them. Here's an interesting fact. Studies show that dysfunctional breathing has a far worse impact than eating a diet of processed food or not exercising. I know it's really hard to believe, but think about it. Breathing is something you do 25,000 times a day. It's the way we get rid of 70% of the waste and toxins in our body. 70%. It's the way we get oxygen to every single organ and tissue in our body. That is done through our good breathing. And that oxygen is what fuels every system in our body. So breathing is major and really, really critical to our good health. I consider myself really fortunate to have stumbled upon these breath practice early in my adult life, but that doesn't mean that I kept doing them. So I was exposed to them. I would do them for a while. Then I'd fall off the breathing horse. So to speak, I would just go back to my, you know, kind of unconscious way of breathing and not pay attention. So how many times have you fallen off? Let's say the exercise horse or the yoga train, or the healthy eating bus, right? We're constantly kind of getting on and off the horse and these good habits. So how are we going to make this good breathing, this breath practice really stick? I'm like you, I need tools and tips and inspiration and accountability to keep this up. And that's really how I got it to stick. So to make our breathing practice really stick, you can listen to this podcast every week. You can do the breath practices at the end of these episodes and repeat, 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 keep doing them. It will make a huge difference in your life. And I say that because I now have about several hundred uh, emails and responses and feedback from people who have taken my courses and they've said, what life changing work this is on a deep level. Here's what a student named Rosalind shared with me recently. Now, Rosalind is this petite, beautiful, sweet, big hearted woman who's raised children. She's now supporting her grandchildren and caring for them. And she just gives so much of herself back to her family and those around her. Now she's really taking her health and her life back into our hands and feeding herself. Here's what she says. The breathing techniques we are practicing helped me stay grounded, present, and more energetic. I do a breathing practice every night in bed as I'm ready to go to sleep. I fall asleep easily and quickly and seem to sleep more deeply. I'm feeling much less stress, fear, and anxiety. Breathing to my diaphragm and breathing less seem to have become my natural way of breathing. The practices that we do are very helpful for me, especially the SEND practice. So I want to give a shout out to Rosalind. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. It warms my heart to hear how these breathing practices are improving your health and your life. And Rosalind mentions a practice that I coined the SEND practice. And today, that's the practice we're going to do together. This is one of my favorite practices because this practice is like patterning normal breathing. So it will move us from dysfunctional breathing more and more into normal breathing. And that's going to help our health. Now let's get into breath practice number five, the send breath. And I say it that way, not to be annoying, but because it has three S's and E and D. S-S-S-E-N-D. If you're not in a good spot to practice right now, definitely come back and jump in here. Do the breath practice. It's definitely going to help you. Or maybe pull your car over or set the dish sponge down, or sit on a park bench just for a moment and breathe with me. Breath practice number five, the send breath. The S's stand for this, slow, soft, and smooth. And the END stands for even nasal diaphragmatic. So let's go through this practice together. Breath practice number five, the send breath. Sit up nice and tall, close your eyes and remember the principles of good breathing. Good posture, breathe through the nose, use your diaphragm and let go of judgment. Feel your natural breath. Notice its pace and rhythm and location. Without trying to control the breath for now, just let it be exactly as it is. your body and have just enough energy in your spine while you relax the shoulders. Allow the breath to slow down as naturally as you can, without forcing it. Then soften the breath as if breathing in a soft, gentle breath. Smooth out the breath as if you were ironing the breath using a warm iron and all the wrinkles of the breath are coming out. Slow, soft, smooth. Taking in just enough air and not too much. Now the second half of the send breath starts with E for even. Try to even out the rate of the inhale and the rate of the exhale. You don't need to count the breath, but get a sense that the inhale and exhale are basically even. Now the N stands for nasal, so let's focus on the air flowing through the nostrils and try to keep your awareness on the nostril area, feeling the air flowing easily, gracefully through the nose. What's the temperature of the air? How does the air feel? Wire in the sensation of nasal breathing. Let's go to D, which is a diaphragm, the engine of the breath. Feel your lower ribs and upper belly. Notice soft, gentle movement there while you relax the shoulders and the jaw and the chest. Breathe using your diaphragm and keep your focus there for several more breaths. Now let's go through each of the letters. And as I do, check on that specific thing. Slow breathing. Soft, soft breathing. Just enough air. Smooth breathing, smoothing out the airflow. Even breathing, inhale and exhale, even. Nasal breathing, air flowing through the nose. In diaphragmatic breathing, soften the belly, feel gentle movement in the diaphragm. Lao Tzu said the perfect person breathes as if they're not breathing. So feel this beautiful breath called the send breath. Really feel the benefits of breathing in this way. And notice how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. Start to open your eyes, noting the benefits of your practice and really appreciating yourself for taking this time for yourself, for your own health, for your own fitness and well-being. Exhale. That's a wrap for this Breathe Better episode. Thank you so much for listening. Every day is another opportunity to improve your health by breathing better. Subscribe so that you can be a fan of the show so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with friends and help them to improve their health because everybody can do it. There's so much more to breathing better. Visit my website at SiennaSmith.com and sign up for my next course or schedule a private session or join our Breathe Better Club. Special thanks to Bodhi for the beautiful flute music. You can visit him at BodhiMusicBandcamp.com and subscribe to get the next episode, which will be an interview with my friend and colleague, John. What I love about this interview is John gets real about what it was like in his 30s to be working in the business world and just trying to make it in life. And how over the decades, he used his breathing to help him not only perform better, but to be more centered, grounded, and loving in his life. You won't want to miss this episode. In the meantime, I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll catch you next time.